0: you're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall editors of the Batuta Advocate on Desert Rock FM welcome back to the Batuta Advocate radio show live from Baxter Boots Studios today we have uh, some interesting guests
1: No, you certainly wouldn't hear their music on Desert Rock FM. These guys are from a pop group called Five Seconds of Summer, Mm -hmm. which is one of the biggest bands in the world you've never heard of, if you're men of our ilk.
0: Actually, uh, they are from Sydney, Western Sydney boys, the little Westies out from the Hawkesbury region, Um, and they've pretty much been on the road since 15. So um, not your typical uh, Batuta Advocate guest, but they have an interesting story. They're one of the biggest bands in the world, And as you'll find out in this interview, for the first three albums of their career, they weren't on a very good deal. Now, we're talking about a band who's effectively about three weeks ago sold out Wembley, 80,000 seats. They're not actually seeing the fruits uh, that you know bands like NSYNC or uh, 5 even would have seen uh, throughout their career. Admittedly, they're only 23, 24, but uh, a very interesting interview nevertheless. Anyway, let's get on with it. Down here in downtown Batuta, Desert Rock FM... You're listening to the Tutor Advocate Radio Show with Errol and Clancy. We're joined today by two of the, not even arguably, the most famous people we've had on the podcast, <laughs> I, I dare say. Uh, Ash and Callum from 5 Seconds of Summer, thanks for joining us, guys. You got the rhythm section. Yeah, the sorry about the that. The
1: yeah. the most important section, they say. Maybe...
0: Yeah. To
2: Some premiership, premiership
1: to people who know a bit
0: about music, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, the premiership section, you guys the pre- are, yeah, exactly. But, but you it, guys are you guys are day oneers, yeah. yeah. In fact, the, the whole band's day oneers, is it? There hasn't been yeah. any kind of um, yeah, yeah, in excess about your band,
2: no, none of that, not yet, no, no. not yet.
0: <laughs>
3: no, we'll see,
2: no, <laughs> it's always on the cards. People's lives change quick, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What
0: would you guys say your influences are at this moment? in your career yeah yeah i mean you can always say different ones for different albums but right now totally
2: yeah it's it's um i like that question and we're particular when we're in different regions of the world um when we're in australia we often tend to kind of reference pretty cliche aussie rock groups because that's what we grew up with Mm -hmm. um and through the walls of where i grew up in South Windsor, Sydney, Mm -hmm. Uh, my boy. boy. my mom, my mom really used to love bands like Powderfinger and Silverchair and and, um, and then there was always a touch of American bands like Counting Crows and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. that's a part of when we moved away, we moved to the UK and we tried to break the band from there. Our influence has kind of expanded and at that point in time, being a young musician, you kind of have to work with whatever people throw at you. Mm-hmm. So we had to. We knew we were into guitar music. We knew we were into trying to get our rock influences from our early days into our music, but it was difficult at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up with American rock producer John Fellman. Early days were influenced by a lot of pop rock and, and punk bands over in the US. I mean, blink Two Green Day, all groups sure. like that. But I always used to reference the band The Living End and that was our equivalent of that. Because um, they had a rawness and, a, and an attack to their sound that I found really attractive as a young Hawkesbury boy. You felt like <laughs> a you felt like a prisoner of society. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of did, I that guess. I mean, but it, it's kind of bullshit. No one wants to hear us talk about being a prisoner of society now. <laughs> but um, that's what I really related to as a kid. Yeah. But now we we look up to a lot of, um, for lack of better words, new wave is. The natural progression for a pop rock punk rock band yeah. um and that's what I mean the the dead candies have a song about that, and they're not we're not a punk <laughs> band we're adults now we're a new wave band, but yeah. <laughs> we don't that's why I'm kind of fragile with that word because that that band ruined that that word new wave, but we're influenced by a lot of eighties groups depeche mode, tears of fears in excess, mm-hmm. a lot of groups like that. But then vocal groups like America, the Eagles and all that type of stuff. And that's where Mm -hmm. the boy band thing comes into play. Mm -hmm. Because we never wanted to sing like a boy band. We wanted to sing. Well, the Eagles
1: were, you know, the original (laughs) boy band.
2: Oh, man. And those harmonies and all the way they actually presented their vocals as a vocal group was something that we really look up to.
1: And that's what I've been banging Mm -hmm. on about a lot. Yeah. I'm interested to hear how you came to be called Five Seconds of Summer. I mean, it's, it's a pretty... You long know, name extraordinary name it's <laughs> it's quite long you know you tend to hear a bands what uh, do you think yeah. it means
2: because often people are like sounds
0: like a cold Hawkesbury december <laughs> exactly you get five seconds of summer
2: a lot of people are <laughs> like they think it's a happy name but it's quite a miserable yeah.
0: name <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: <laughs> and that's why it related a lot when we moved to england because yeah, i yeah. think people are yeah. like this
1: is. it would make a lot more sense if you know if if you were a band from scotland or you know yeah precisely
2: yeah But we got a Michael made our band name up Correct
1: Yeah, yeah I, I wish I could
3: tell you A better yeah. story than this It really Actually it, Everyone it, said that Every it, band we've spoken to Said that yeah. Hilltop
0: Hoods Same thing It's just it, like
3: yeah. it's Actually it deri- I don't think many people Know this at all It derives from that movie 500 Days of Summer Yep And like mixed with 30 Seconds to
0: Mars Yeah 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 Right uh.
3: <laughs> And I think that's Kind of They were the two parents yeah. And oh when he wanted the focus group kind of name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Where was your first gig? Was it at the Castle Hill Tavern, the main fiddler or, we or close something? Annandale Hotel. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Um I know you were joking, but it wasn't far <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Annandale pub, we are... We, uh, we played our first gig there to twelve people, yep. yeah, um, and we were so unpopular. I was able to walk out into the audience during the acoustic part and film them <laughs> uh, playing <laughs> on stage as the drummer, and then I would walk back on stage and finish the set with them. <laughs>
0: yeah, but that was our first gig, yeah, and it was then a great video. It's a
1: good vid, still yeah. up online, it's still up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got to start somewhere, don't you? Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Mean, <laughs> And you land heavily on YouTube, you know, like a lot of young bands coming up now do. There's not really the organic pathways that, that you'd see back in the day. I mean, yeah, I guess it just looks different. Yeah, and it's it's
2: kind of an alien thing to a lot of people. They often, I mean, from different generations, obviously. And, and I know you've got your great band stories, like your Van Halens, and how they used to. Play in California, and they would have these huge house parties to two thousand people, and everyone would go to see Van Halen, and that's how they got their record deal. I mean, that's not really <laughs> what happens yeah. anymore. Now, two thousand people hopefully click on your post and yeah. watch you play online instead, or yeah, yeah. that type of stuff. So, I guess it's it's similar, but it just looks different. Yeah, yeah. But
0: everyone's doing it. I mean, from all genres of music, everyone's getting found on SoundCloud, YouTube, yeah, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Were you found? Was it who we, saw you? Who found you?
2: Yeah, we were doing. Well, we thought we were doing well here in Australia. we were playing. We managed to crawl our way up to r- roughly like a thousand to f- uh, fifteen hundred cap mm-hmm. uh, rooms, and then our manager Matt Mcel, he's from the UK, and he got contacted by Will Bloomfield, um, and said that Louis Tomlinson from One Direction, they were looking for a guitar band, mm-hmm. basically to sign and take on tour with them. And at that point in time, we'd only had two EPs, mm-hmm. and we were kind of solidly touring on the weekends here. We were, Luke was, sick. you guys were 16, no, 15. Yeah, 15. I was 17. And that was pretty much our plan solidified. We're yeah. like, okay, well, as long as everyone's parents agree, <laughs> when I finished year 12, uh, four days later, we flew to England, and I haven't been... I haven't lived here since. So you had the luxury of
0: finishing yeah. school. These other these other <laughs> these other carnies just had to yeah. leave school.
2: I mean, they definitely have had their learning processes through <laughs> what well, so distance done. Ed. all, Ed, for all sure. this <laughs>
1: ends in the morning you could still go to university. <laughs>
2: I if could. would be like, "Oh, well, that uh, was fun. I'm too corrupted <laughs> by the world to go back into a system of something like that." But I think yeah. um yeah, it's interesting Because you're inspired by different things along the way. And even this interview, you know, I would think about kind of like if I were to go back to school, I really like the psychological elements of, I don't know, things that talking about yourself so much really makes you think about the way the human mind works and blah, 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 blah. So I really, if I were to go back to school, I would do something along the lines of...
0: Yeah, you never get interviewed by someone who just wants to ask you about plants or football or no. that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's always about you. Because you really question how you feel about things. It's yeah.
2: like how, how do I actually feel and, and mm-hmm. how do I see, you know, when I feel things about particular things, yeah. how do other people react and, and what's
1: antagonizing and what isn't. And so in saying that, how much of, of Australian life do you take on the road? Like do you still... Yeah. Have a team in the NRL, the AFL. Yeah. Like, uh, we feel kind of like we should.
2: Mm. Not because we yeah. want to, particularly me. Mm. I was a swimmer, blah, 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 in Australia. I did play football. We all come from sporting background yeah. uh, in Australia. But it's when we come back here, it's a truthfulness to yeah. this culture. And it's very like, um, I don't know what you would call it. It's, it made us pretty tough. Yeah. And that's kind of what we take away in, into everything that we do. I mean, I don't think we would have got through a lot of situations in our career so far if we weren't from this country in particular.
0: How do you keep out of trouble? Are you, are you guys Christians or like what? You, I mean, <laughs> we talk about like footballers what coming from that, that part of the world. You yeah. know, I, mean, I think you about know, young like, guys on his...
1: Yeah, like handcuffs and stuff. Big, you, know, it's sal- like,
0: you know, your big salary kind of like, kids, that's illegal your right. age group getting a lot of trouble we've seen Penrith panthers we've seen
1: you know like right yes sports cars partying you know parties i think
0: what, what do you think Kevin? yeah
3: i guess I, I mean the thing you got to realize is that especially when you're in a band and you're residing in a country where you weren't born in mm-hmm. is that if if you do fuck up that means that that whole territory is is gone forever and you're not just fucking up your your livelihood, you're fucking up. Your three best friends, and your yeah. brothers' livelihoods, and also livelihoods.
2: the blessing of bands past. Like we've seen so many bands, yeah, fuck up and you destroy everything. Just, done the trial because, and error for because you because of our era, like yeah. where we are now. Mm-hmm. We've seen it before, mm-hmm. and it's it's proving all that wrong, and it's living the yeah. best life possible because you can't fall into drugs, alcohol. Yeah. Like it's very easy. Yeah. Um, but we choose to keep level-headed and, and fight for the actual. You know, we want to keep writing music. Yeah. We want to keep playing shows. We yeah. want to live a wholesome life. We want to families. We want to yeah. do all that. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, as boring as that may sound for this interview, no, that's no. what we we I'm do. Fo- yeah, we do. We, we do focus on that that stuff. We yeah. want we want to survive. You know,
0: uh, what was the One Direction guys? Did you learn from them? Because they actually. Probably the same age as you. Yeah, they were kind of went. I was, guess there's a, a path that I must found, have been paved there. I found them very different to us. Yeah, um, well, particularly. Pont, you
2: know. yeah, yeah. Well, I guess. Well, also, just the way we approached music was different to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they 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 came together through a show. Yeah, and they they were in a high intensity situation from the get go, and yeah. we had this kind of um, genesis that began naturally, mm-hmm. and we really liked them as people, but the way the bands operated were total different things. They were total different, uh, total different things in general. Um, They were They were more of a machine. Well, they were, we're a machine as well in all the, in in the best way possible. Like we, we all have parts and we all work for a particular reason. And, and that's how we keep, operating they were a kind of an alien type of thing to us yeah. and and they did
1: an X factor type thing well like no
2: they they broke through that though yeah. because they got to stadiums and people young people thought these guys have something genuine that we will latch onto mm. i mean you can't play stadiums unless yeah a lot of people believe what you're putting out mm-hmm. otherwise i mean you can you can have your f- stages of phenomena but they had a long time where the most people were going to see them yeah, they just out of them everyone bigger. yeah Yeah. actually I'm sad they broke up because I mean historically speaking I think their last album was their best one and they were getting kind of they were getting great credibility actually as musicians and songwriters mm-hmm. and then that they dispersed so it's kind of
0: yeah looking at that band and looking at bands past there, there tends to be different things that come from it different life forms that kind of come from it Robbie Williams is a good example. of He that. is, yeah. Is there something happening there that you can that you can see in, in in the wake of One Direction? Oh, uh, you mean yeah? Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, there's
2: always members that latch on culturally to where they're from, and, and yeah. their whole country seems to get behind them, and mm. we still want to see you on that stage. Yeah. I think that's a really beautiful thing, and I hope one of them come out on top like that. Mm. I mean, there's there's really promising, great solo careers there. Yeah. What do you think? You're good at seeing seeing through the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, the bullshit detector.
3: Yeah, I mean it's it's you know we always get asked the uh, question of of whether there will be you know a time where the band breaks up or yeah, whether yeah. there will be solo acts, and you know there's it would be naive to think that this band would it'll all go smoothly throughout mm-hmm. the whole entirety of our career, mm-hmm. um, and if like other Members of the band want to pursue uh, and fulfill their creative endeavors somewhere else. And, I
2: I mean, who am I to say that? I I feel like that they should be able to feel the freedom. Feels good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what we had to fight for recently because we made those two first albums when, I mean... I uh, we were we were still really young, and I, I said some stupid shit to my friend when I was I had a couple of beverages once, and <laughs> no one wants to hear like a man's story from a boy. Basically, you yeah. can't you can't tell people, yeah, I want to do this forever, and this yeah. is what my passion is when you when you're 17 years old, and you sure. tell everyone that they're like, it it sounds naive, and I guess now it's like you grow a little older, and you really understand that you have to fight for this type of life and career that we've mm-hmm. built for
0: ourselves. Well, and no we, one wants to hear you know 17 year olds say that we're going to be 17 forever true yeah, yeah
2: but as long, but the media will try to portray you that yeah, way yeah. and that's a fight in its own yeah. so that's why we chose to stop for a minute mm. and go away and put our all our time and energy into actual songs that hopefully will make an impact yeah. to a lot of the public and our existing fans mm-hmm. and and luckily enough i mean in australia we had young blood which which helped us kick in the door for yeah. just general public
1: understanding what the band is and sounds like and how we appear these days you know just on that how is your relationship with the media do you have like reporters at your door are they talking your family like I, are they going through all of your garbage and stuff
2: no we had a period of time i think we're a little hard to get anything out of because mm-hmm. um, we are actually we're pretty solid people i think we're not really <laughs> up to no good or we're not really we don't really encourage yeah. that type of stuff you don't leave yeah. your window open and carry on like you know well i'm just like saying pop like, stars they want you to be yeah the rock stars they want we're you not to be, too they're... contrived yeah yeah the, the actual media stuff but i guess we it's encouraged to be because yeah. it's promotion isn't yeah, it yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a weird line to walk and it's a good question because that's what you have to ask yourself it's like how am i going to act in this situation yeah. because if i act in one way it'll help maybe the song i have out at the moment but if i just you still just have to end up being truthful to yourself and whatever yeah because yeah. otherwise we, you know. we spoken
0: to a few musicians from a few different bands and and one, uh, in exam- uh, for example, was uh, Matt Mason from the DMAs. And he said, no other industry has that culture where it's kind of cool to be acting up. It's kind of cool yeah. to, you know, and there's no other type of job where people will leave a whole lot of booze backstage for you and hope you finish it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, en-
2: I encourage people to think about that these days, though, especially younger groups, because mm-hmm. I think that's old school. Yeah. I think it's like... I yeah, think yeah and, thing-
0: and, and it seems to be getting bucked. Yeah, something,
2: yeah. I think the cooler thing is like, that's what i was talking about before like survival yeah, like yeah. it's such a rare thing to even get the opportunity to do this and and that is encouraged in the beginning because it is entertainment mm-hmm. like fuck your life up as much yeah. as you can because that's leave yeah. that to the
0: reality tv <laughs> yeah <stars>. leave <laughs> that to geordie Shore. well yeah. for real
2: i think that void is being filled <laughs> now yeah. as well so it's like that's yeah a, that's, true that's a yeah. mentality that you go through early on in in your mm-hmm. popularity as well it's a crazy thing
0: how do you deal with the beatlemania aspect you know what i mean like the the fan love like the, it does get hysterical. We see videos. It was, and we see-
2: yeah, it definitely, you know, in the dawning of, we de- did have a period of great phenomena and mm-hmm. it was really intense and mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, it was a hard thing to navigate mm-hmm. as a young person. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's not something you could ever be like that sucked because mm-hmm, it was incredible yeah. and it was actually the most insane thing to see that amount of people everywhere uh want to know where we are and what we're up to and 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 meet us um but i would say we had a good crack at meeting everyone we ever could possibly (laughs) Uh, like we used to do we used to meet three three to to five thousand people a day sometimes like in that that's what really made us hug and kiss shake hands like like, oh well (laughs) all types of everything yeah
0: hand sanitizer or what's going on <laughs> but that's
2: that's yeah that's a that's a thing that's that's difficult as vocalists yeah yeah um, I don't want
0: to get sick man
2: well it's a reality yeah. for real like yeah. it's it's a reality but we we definitely I don't know it's the way you carry yourself too yeah, yeah. do you ever
0: find any pockets Around the world That you didn't expect To have You know That kind of fan base Everyone's got those Kind of pockets Where you land in Philippines Or you land in Singapore Or something where Where it's just as big As it would be at home or.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: We've always had music That has continuously Resonated
3: with a fan base I feel like For some reason In Italy yep. There is still Phenomena Around the band hmm um, find in Asia, there is a lot of phenomena around the band. It, it's actually really, really uh, gratifying to come back home mm-hmm. and and see that there is, you know, after eight years, mm-hmm. there is. There's I saw a couple of years ago the first, uh, one of the people that were
2: was at our first gig. it's like shit you're still here it's like four (laughs) albums later yeah yeah It's amazing when we say like phenomena don't mean to sound like dicks as well like it was crazy but there are periods of your career now and we're in a spot where people know our music people know they come to our shows still and we have this incredible fan base that isn't uh as we were young and they were younger Yeah, yeah yeah it's grown up and and that's the biggest part and that's actually the biggest challenge of all and we're in the midst of the biggest hardest uphill battle at the moment in our career because you know as you approach your fourth album you know if you if you get it right you could be
0: around for a long time yeah Yeah. Uh, solidify well the name solidified the name is yeah Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like it's 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 not it's not a flash in the pan you've proven that three albums yeah. But uh, yeah, just gonna. This is the next yeah. pivot, really. Yeah, and we mm. pay a lot of attention to
2: musical history for bands. I yeah. mean, I mean, this you know, this has to be back in black. It has mm. to be the fourth, like, yeah. you know, really, really get it there, and then you're filling bigger rooms, and you're and you're onto a new chapter, an mm. unknown chapter
0: to your band. What's and what's some other big fourth albums? Black uh, and Black's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, the- probably Led Zeppelin 4 <laughs>
2: Led Zeppelin 4 Yeah, on the top uh, of my head, I think, I think if you look at a lot of, um, it's it's mainly '80s and '90s groups that I'm referencing. Yeah. By the way, and it's Eminem.
0: Eminem. Like, I think the Eminem show was number four.
2: Cur- oh yeah, that was that was a big, a big yeah. Coup. But it's, mm. but it's a big musical shift for us as well. If you listen to our stuff now, it's Number totally different to, yeah, what yeah. It, to what well, it used to be. Grown-ass man.
0: Oh, here we go. We got some information. Oh, here. Famous fourth albums.
1: <laughs> Abbey Road, Dark Side of the Moon.
0: Radiohead Kid A. Yeah. yeah. Arctic Monkeys, oh. Suck It and See. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. It's, a, it's a tough one. There's a few. like, but No
1: pressure or anything. That's a, that's, <laughs>
0: Placebo yeah. Sleeping with ghosts, <laughs>
2: Chase of that placebo record. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. what stripes, elephant? That's yeah. a big one. It's yeah. a lot of why we yeah. moved to the US and we remain there, though, yeah. because we don't believe we can achieve it um, anywhere else at the moment. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're so the people that we need to work with are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So, we're how very, long are you back here for? 10 days, yeah, yeah, which you is stay the longest. With the
0: folks, you stay with the family when you're back.
1: No, he's not used to that no. anymore. Or, or do they come to you now? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: in town at a big hotel. We usually stay uh, somewhere near the beach.
3: Yeah. Yeah. The, my folks are out in the city now, but yeah.
2: Yeah, we we actually stay near the ocean because we never could go there. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. when we were growing <laughs> up. So it's kind of like it's kind of surreal for us because yeah. we yeah. see this city through a different lens now. It's yeah. just yeah. so yeah. beautiful, and we feel so lucky to come back here, mm-hmm. coming from America and the state that the US is in at the moment it's a really kind of insane, politically yeah, yeah. crazy place. And when we come back here, everything seems... Much lower energy. Yeah, but it's just, it's, it's a lucky place to yeah. be, man.
1: Yeah. So there's still absolutely no desire to take a little spin out to Rivo.
2: <laughs> we do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I just think as an artist as well, a lot of things that happened out there for me really affected my Artistry and ability to to create what I do. I it came out of yeah. an environment that was tough for me, you know, and I kind of I don't have I have slight resentment to that place because it mm-hmm. it broke me and built me at the same time, you know. And and as a young songwriter, I was all my songs and our songs are about kind of things and shit we went through yeah. coming from. You know, history of alcoholism, domestic violence, all this bullshit because we're Westies, you know. (laughs) And that's that's kind of the background we're from. So we don't necessarily always glorify where we came from because it was tough for us and it's a fight for people out there. I don't think you know but we don't like to shit on it either because yeah. it's it's tough and life is
0: hard and that wins a Maccas I mean you can't <laughs> it's quality go past that I'm yeah. sure you spent a few hours yeah. as teenagers <laughs> hanging around there yeah <laughs> the older we get I really respect
2: my, my I have a single mom and yeah, it's yeah. like I respect her she's raised three kids out there and it's she's a night nurse still mm-hmm. and I want to work hard so mm-hmm. I can get her the fuck out of there one yeah, day I yeah. want it. like that's one of my goals like mm-hmm. um, that comes with having a, a song go platinum or that yeah. comes with you know it comes with all that good stuff So
0: it comes with the, that fourth album I yeah recommend. man yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, where are you living in the states in LA
2: Yes. Yeah, yeah we, we used to live... Calum and I used to run a mess in West Hollywood like all the other Aussies that go there for yeah. a minute. Hell yeah. But then that kind of ruined <laughs> us, so we moved to yeah, no. Studio City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's good. We got our own rehearsal space and everything yeah. out there, and we work pretty much day and night on creating new stuff for mm-hmm. people. Um,
0: that's what we're, we're up to over there. Yeah. Where were you in, in before that, London?
2: Yeah. Yeah, we got signed to Capital UK yeah. in 2012. Um, and we were with them for five years we did three albums under Capital UK and now we're signed to Interscope Records um, which happened recently yeah yeah, and that's sure. Ivan yeah Jimmy yeah, right. but it, it's um, John Janick John Janick. now yeah, yeah, right, yeah right. who
0: was his predecessor I guess so yeah you're now part of a different kind of DNA you got No Doubt All those kind of bands above you. Yeah. Dr. Dre. Yeah, man.
2: It's Dr. Dre. I mean, it's a lot of bands over there. They have Imagine Dragons at the moment. They got Maroon 5. They got Mm -hmm. other groups that are kind of in similar lanes to us. They got Mm -hmm. Billie Eilish. Mm. And what we needed was a more creative cultivator. We found that the cultural gap between the UK and the US was really difficult for us once we became a US band. Mm Um, obviously, we're Australian, but we're a more US-focused group because that's where our biggest audience is. We found it hard to communicate A&R process. And for those listening, the A&R process is working out what songs to put out and why yeah, and where yeah. and when. Um, and we found we had a hard time communicating that with the UK record label. So we released three three albums with them with you know great success with them, but you know we're seeking something different and also... The machine that is five seconds of summer is operating differently. You know, you don't sign your own record deal when you're 17. You you do when you're yeah, you 25. Yeah, this you was on that. our our kind of terms and, and yeah. the way we wanted our
0: business to operate. You know. So, this is, yeah, okay. How old are you now? It's 25. 25 now. 23. Okay. So, yeah, because remember, he finished school. (laughs) He got to finish school. So, so this one's 23. (laughs) You're early babies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fourth album. (laughs) Fourth album at
2: 25. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hopefully, they get better, though. I mean, by the time I'm in my 30s, I hope I'm making
0: some (laughs) some bangers. (laughs) Fourth album, now that we've kind of set that as the benchmark, (laughs) that was around the time that the. Maroon 5 got a feature on a Kanye album, so maybe that's what's heading for you, for you guys in a new year. Yeah. be a collab. I mean, Maroon 5 are a funny one. They had that really, um, I mean, I don't know if you
2: want to talk about them, but I know they had that <laughs> record. Uh, what was the first one? Overexposed. Uh, Overexposed, but was, the very first one. Songs About Jane. Songs About Jane was that more organic, album that they had and then they went in a pop direction obviously mm-hmm. Um and we pay attention to that band's journey because they do have presence in a pop mm-hmm. space but they also oh, had that yeah.
0: record that fills places for musical reasons as yeah. well so have you have you met any mentors through throughout your journey like yeah. as in as other musicians that you've kind of been able to meet and bump into yeah
3: yeah it's hard yeah so I I guess might sound cheesy, but everyone in this band has is and the team that surrounds us, um, has kind of been a big a big mentor. We've really taken on, especially this album, the last album, responsibility of the band on our on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. Everything is kinda it it starts uh from the band, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Everything derives from us and we really control, um, create and execute the, everything that is being put out um, which wasn't necessarily all the case um, back in the first few albums so it's it's been in terms of uh, a self uh, kind of working business and artists mm. artists it's, it's been a big learning curve yep. for me but that's that's yeah. probably my
0: mentor yeah. answer yeah yeah you guys aren't the only big bands that, I think Gang of Gagayus have got their They've got a bit of uh, Hawkesbury in the band as well. Do they? Yeah, yeah. I heard they started out as a religious rock group. Is that correct? They came, uh, a couple
1: of them were in Hillsong together. Damn. And And they have
2: the best musicians over at Hillsong. They play like huge Yeah, they're great. Did you spend
0: much time there? I mean, it's kind of... Hillsong? It's hard to miss in the the Northwest, in the Bible Belt. I, in the Bible Belt. (laughs) I
2: I guess religion was present. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I am not uh, religious, but... It was present And that's how a lot of people Develop their musical ability Playing in Violent
0: Soho Playing in It's not lost so. on anyone Yeah, they're 14 years old With a thousand people In front of you It's going
2: to help The creative process like Definitely that.
0: Yeah,
1: well um, The next 18 questions That we had for you Were all about origin <laughs> Okay uh, So uh, we might as well Gloss over them I think we're coming up To the top of the hour Now anyway yeah, yeah. Cool so uh yeah, new single out?: Yeah, we've got a song called "Easier." Um,
2: mm-hmm. It's more of an industrial influence if mm-hmm. anyone out there likes industrial do not know yeah, but um, yeah, yeah we're, we're yeah, we got that out <laughs> now. Uh, yeah. It's called "Easier and we'll have another one soon. Yeah. yeah, yeah thank you for listening.
0: Thank All you right. for joining us guys. Good luck on number four. All
2: right Cheers. let's do it. <laughs> Good Thanks, luck man. on the elephant. Yeah, thank yeah. you) <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, thank you, boys. It was one of the more depressing
0: interviews we've ever done. Be sure to download their uh, new album legally. And yes, for any aspiring pop stars out there, listen to these boys. Uh, it's never a good idea to sign any contract willy-nilly mm. at 17.
1: No, don't sign the first contract that's given to you.
0: Anyway, all the best with their new management and their fourth album. That's five seconds of summer. You're listening to the Batuda Advocate Radio Show. We'll speak to you next week. I'm Clancy Overall. Be kind to each other. And I'm Errol Parker.